Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready, for you don't know the hour or the day your Lord is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. So thankful to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore. Recently, I started a teaching on the book of 1 Thessalonians, and I completed chapter 1. If you haven't yet seen that, you can go to our website and catch it on our archived videos. So more than ever, we need to embrace the reality that the Word of God is a lamp into our feet, a light into our path, especially during this time of the encroaching darkness that's so unique to this generation. The first letter Paul wrote to the Thessalonians is so powerfully relevant and important and helpful to we who are here as disciples of Messiah Jesus in this generation full of prophetic fulfillment. So to that end, let's have a word of prayer that we would embrace the word of the living God today and be blessed by it. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for everyone who's watching today. And I truly do pray that your word would do its work in our hearts, minds, and lives and prepare us for this generation you've placed us in to bear fruit and to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, let's pick up with the closing verses of chapter 1. And remember that the, the powerful testimony of the Thessalonian believers was in the context of great persecution for the gospel of Messiah Jesus. Here we go. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became examples to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believed. For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith toward God has gone out, so that we do not need to say anything. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Now we go into chapter two. For you yourselves know, brethren, that our coming to you was not in vain, but even after we had suffered before and were spitefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. After Paul and his ministry partners suffered terrible persecution in many places like Philippi, they came with boldness to Thessalonica. Why? The persecution did not dampen their resolve to faithfully preach the gospel of Messiah Jesus. And if you go to Acts 17, you see that Paul and others experienced great conflict while preaching Messiah Jesus to the Thessalonians. 
Paul continues, For our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanness, nor was it in deceit. But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. For neither at any time do we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak for covetousness. God is witness. They came pleading with the Thessalonians, come to Messiah Jesus and be saved. What, we were, what we're going to see here is Paul's ministry team, they had pure motives, pure motives. They had one primary driving motive, make authentic disciples of Messiah Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. No error, no uncleanness, no deceit, only the gospel truth. They were approved, tested, and found genuine by God to preach the gospel, to preach the gospel. They spoke from that righteous position. They weren't men-pleasers. They're God-pleasers. Not men-pleasers. God-pleasers. How does God test the hearts of leadership in His kingdom cause? Well, we've seen here one of the ways is through persecution. Also, as I introduce this other way, first, let's all be reminded that the Bible teaches that God does not tempt anyone, but He does allow us to be tempted that we, we would be tested to see what is in our hearts. So another way is He allows them to be tempted with man-pleasing things like error, uncleanness, and deceit to try and test their motives. They also did not use their positions as a cloak for covetousness. This is so important. Flattering and always smooth-sounding words. Uh, they're they're man-pleasing words. These things can expose a cloak for covetousness. Covetousness is wanting what others have. You see, one who sees the Lord's sheep for their wool and for their meat will not tell them the truth because the truth will leave the sheep less vulnerable, right? The oftentimes uncomfortable truths of God's word and, and his ways are good for making disciples. I'll say that again. The oftentimes uncomfortable truths of God's word and his ways as compared to our ways, yes, they're good for making disciples. The word of God is good for making disciples. Knowing the ways of the Lord is good for making disciples, but oftentimes not good for filling up pews and offering plates. Yes? You hearing something here that resonates with church in our generation? Yeah. Paul tells us God is witness. God is witness. Abba Father is watching the shepherds and they're dealing with his sheep. Yeah. You know what that does? It puts the fear of God in me. Paul continues, nor do we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, when we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we are gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. So affectionately longing for you, we are well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become dear to us. For you remember, brethren, our labor and toil for laboring night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. We preach to you the gospel of God. Paul's ministry team, they weren't seeking man's glory. Yes, they could have legitimately used their apostolic positions and authority, but more importantly, wanted to earn the trust of the Thessalonians. They were leading by example. What example? Well, one of the characteristics here, 
characteristics we see here is gentleness, which is part of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit. You see, when you see someone's motives are pure, you're more, and very rightly, likely to listen to what they have to say. Yes, Paul's team was like a nursing mother with their own children. And remember, the Thessalonians were zealous, relatively new disciples of Messiah Jesus. And I got to tell you, I have experienced and seen church leadership horribly take advantage of zealous, newborn again disciples and all but ruin their faith. Oh, it's so grieving to God and so, so angers him. Yes, thankfully, I've also seen very faithful, faithful church leaders who love the Lord with all of their heart and love his sheep accordingly. Yes. Well, again, God is watching how leadership is handling and, and what he's doing with what they're doing with his sheep. And I'm reminded by Ephesians 4.15 that says, tell the truth in love. Tell the truth in love. These gospel ministers want to sow their very lives into the faith of these zealous Thessalonian disciples of Christ. They're truly keeping the first and second commandments, the most important commands, the Lord says, to love the Lord with all of your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. It's God's love operating through Paul and the ministry team. And remember, Jesus the Lord, he told Peter, if you love me, you'll feed my sheep, not shear my sheep, not poison my sheep, feed my sheep. And we saw in verse 9 that though they could have made demands. Paul is an apostle. He could have made apostolic demands. He chose not to because he didn't want to risk taking their eyes off of the gospel. Again, the gospel and authentic discipleship is their primary goal. Yes. And, and for many years, personally, I did bivocational ministry. Um, yet the kingdom work the Lord called me to got so big or it was so, it took so much time, I had to go full-time. The Lord called me into full-time ministry. Yet even now, I'm very careful about how I think about and talk about money. Uh, I've had people get after me, and you'll see in the break, where I, I tell people uh, who haven't yet believed in Jesus, please don't send money into our ministry if you're not born again, if, you're, if Jesus isn't yet your Lord. I, I don't want people to think, oh, he's just after our money. And I've had people kind of try to correct me. Hey, you don't do a strong enough ask for money during your break. Well, my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. We're very thankful for precious souls who are brothers and sisters in Christ that he raises up to partner with our ministry. But ultimately, my help comes from the Lord. He's my provider. Yes. And, and so my goal, like Paul, Paul's my example and his ministry team there, my goal is to make disciples of Messiah Jesus. Yeah. One time um, a marketing group asked me, how do you sell your books? I said, well, I don't write books to sell books. Huh? I write books to make disciples of Messiah Jesus. And again, uh, you'll hear more about that in our upcoming break. As a matter of fact, let's do that now. Let's go to break now. And when we come back, when I come back and, and, and we're together in 1 in Thessalonians here, you're going to see the relevance and, and powerful help the rest of chapter two can give you in this generation, help you to succeed in the kingdom of God, how to walk faithfully with him and how to watch therefore and be ready. This watch therefore television program and message is going into 200 million homes in 200 countries. Oh, hallelujah. 
as the Lord is using this as a tool to help make disciples who will hear from him one day very soon. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. This message stirs the lukewarm to repent and seek after the Lord with a whole heart. It also ties perfectly with the gospel as many see the desperate need for a savior in these waning hours of this prophetic generation. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. Along with our Watch Therefore television program, we have our ministries blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. Like Romans 1.16 says, to the Jew first and then to the nations. Our co-founding partner of Blessing Israeli Believers, John McTurnan and myself, we co-founded the ministry as we partner with Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus who are getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors, and so much more. And then our To The Nations ministry poured out for the nations where we go to many countries in Africa and other places as well getting out the gospel, preaching the Watch Therefore message, seeing many saved, helping orphans and widows as well. Oh, what incredible opportunities we have through blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. What a way to watch therefore and be ready when our Savior comes for us in the clouds. A great way to get acquainted and stay close to our ministry is through our monthly free newsletters. You can receive your Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's newsletter by post or by email. Now we have updates about what's going on in the ministry along with important devotionals that will help you to watch therefore and be ready. Go to our website, watchtherefore.tv and sign up for our Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's monthly newsletters. Along with prayer, there are those who would like to financially partner with our ministry. First, let me say this. If you've not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please do not send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you would be our guest and even pray to receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord today. For those who would like to financially partner with the ministry, there's three primary ways to do so. You can give to our Watch Therefore television program, our ministry Blessing Israeli Believers, or poured out for the nations. You can do so by post or online. There's information there on the screen. What a great way to lay your treasures up in heaven and to watch therefore and be ready. And finally, I'd like to share a couple Bible passages with you that have changed my life and blessed me tremendously. Psalm 41, blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive and he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on his sickbed. Proverbs 19, he who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord and he will pay back what he has given. Through our ministries, Watch Therefore and Poured Out for the Nations, we have deep relationships with reliable, godly men who minister to the poor in India, to pastors in Kenya, a ministry in Rwanda, and also Burundi. These all work faithfully and directly with some of the poorest people you can imagine, sharing the gospel and helping them in the name of Messiah Jesus with food and other essentials. There are special promises the Lord keeps for those who consider the poor. As the Holy Spirit leads you to stand on these promises, join us by designating on your check or the notes section online, the poor. In 2011, I wrote a book called America's Ark, the only safe place for Americans today. Now, years later, listen 
to these important words from the back cover of my book. Is this the same America that you remember? What is the cause of all the trouble and where is the USA headed? In the Bible, the Lord gives the prescription for his people that will heal their land. But what happens when they refuse the cure? Immediately after the horrifying events of 9-11, there was a Bible verse often quoted, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. But statistics and the condition of our very sick country demonstrate that his people have not listened. There's another Bible passage that tells us what the Lord does when his people refuse to listen and persist in their own way. This powerful passage also warns of things we are seeing in the news and feeling in our hearts, indicating that America will be an increasingly dangerous place in the coming days. Thankfully, our merciful Messiah provided a place of refuge found in the scriptures from the Old Testament book of Ezekiel that will be the only safe harbor for Americans today. During these perilous times that are engulfing our land, you will find the only place of safety revealed on the pages of America's Ark. Gold, guns, and a house in the hills stocked with food is not the answer. Only the safety promised in the Word of God will protect us. Thankfully, beyond protection, there is even a victorious way forward in America's Ark. We would like as many people as possible to get this book. It'll be such a blessing and a help for you in this critical hour. So with a donation of any amount to our ministry, we'll send you a copy of America's Ark, the only safe place for Americans today. Just make sure that you mention America's Ark in the memo section of your check or in the notes section for online giving. We would like as many people as possible to experience the mercy of the Lord in this time of his judgments. Welcome back to the program Watch Therefore. And let me say that if you truly embrace the things you're going to hear over the next 10 minutes or so, these things will change your life and help you tremendously in this very challenging, troubled, and yet exciting generation. So let's continue through 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. We saw that Paul was operating with the gentleness of a nursing mother with the zealous Thessalonian disciples of Messiah Jesus. Now we see the characteristics of a loving father. A loving father is constantly thinking of how to raise up strong and healthy children. You are witnesses in God also how devoutly and justly and blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you who believe. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his own children, that you would walk worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Devoutly, godly, justly, properly and righteously and blamelessly without any legitimate cause for blame are pure motives through which the Holy Spirit operates freely and powerfully through the life of an authentic disciple and disciple maker. Paul wanted to make disciples of Messiah Jesus, who walked worthy to be called children of our heavenly Abba Father, who calls us into his own kingdom and glory. Kingdom citizens who bring glory and honor to the Lord. Remember, Messiah Jesus said that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. We're to look 
like the kingdom of God, not like the kingdoms of this world, not like the kingdom of darkness. Amen? Amen and hallelujah. These upcoming passages I'm going to read now truly have changed my life and are helping me prepare for heaven. I pray they bless you as well. 1 Thessalonians 2, beginning verse 13 here. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as a word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Please don't miss this. Please listen very carefully. This changes everything. This and that the Lord commanded me to is the reason I read the entire Bible twice per year. These Thessalonians testimony reveals a great secret, kind of a one-two punch. One, they receive the word of God as the word of God. And here it is, two, the word of God effectively works in we who believe it is the word of God. As we truly desire the word of God, as we hunger and thirst for righteousness and seek it out in the word of God, as we read the word of God and listen to right preaching and teaching of the word of God, it effectively works in us to change us into the image of Messiah Jesus. Oh, excuse me, hallelujah and hallelujah and hallelujah. It doesn't only work for us, it works in us. The word of the living God. It reconfigures us unto godliness. And God's word will work for you if you receive it and permit it. You let it, you embrace it to work in you. God's word will work for you if you'll receive it to work in you. After the Sermon on the, sermon on the Mount, listen to Messiah Yeshua these powerful words. Oh, listen carefully and take instruction. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell. And great was its fall. Folks, but for God's word, it would be unimaginable to know what is coming and how to not only survive, but to come through it with great victory in the kingdom of Messiah Jesus. For example, in America, that has already been shaking its fist in God's face with the most evil wickedness. Now, it's on a fast track. America is on a fast track, expanding wickedness even more, expanding laws for sexual perversion, expanding laws for killing babies in the womb. It's, it's kind of like saying, well, let's look, let's look at what the Bible says, at what angers God and what he hates, and let's do that. Yes, real storms are coming. Real storms are coming, and you'll need to stand upon the foundation of the Word of God to get through them. Uh, the Word of God changes our hearts, our minds, our speaking, our living, and eternal destiny, and the eternal destiny of others. Hallelujah. God's Word positions us for grace in these modern days of Noah. Remember, Noah, in the time of the world's worst calamity, 
Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And that grace is available for us today. Where do we find it? In the word of God. It changes everything about us and prepares us to hear these words one day. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. His word has effectively worked in me and is working in me. I was such an ungodly, full of sin and wickedness, God mocker. Yes, but his word has changed me and I love and I depend upon the word of the living God. The word of God effectively worked in the Thessalonians that they might endure the intense persecution that was upon them. And folks, real tough times are upon us and even tougher times are just around the corner until the rapture. It's going to ramp up difficulties, troubles, problems like many have never seen before. Maybe some troubles like the world has never seen before are going to ramp up until the rapture. What will you do? What will you do? I'm going to stand upon the word. I'm going to, I'm going to have this lamp of the word of God unto my feet as a light unto my path, the path of righteousness. What about you? Are you ready for the rapture? Are you ready for the Savior to come for us and take us back to that place he's been preparing for us that he promised to do just that? Are, are you really saved? Have you really been forgiven for your sins? Well, I have a Bible. I go to church. Those things are important, but they don't save you. The Bible says that unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The alternative, of course, is a place called hell. And God doesn't want you to go there so much that he sent his only begotten son to live a sinless life on this earth, our Savior Jesus. He died on the cross for our sins. And hallelujah, on the third day he rose from the grave. And what does he tell you to do? To be saved, to be forgiven. Repent. Change your mind about your sin. Turn away from your sin. Peter said this way, be saved from this perverse, this wicked generation. Call upon the name of the Lord. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Tell him, I want to repent. I want to change my mind. I want to turn away from my sins. And I believe that you died on the cross for my sins, Lord Jesus, and, and provided forgiveness for me by paying for my sins on that cross. Please save me. Please forgive me. Help me to live a new life that honors God our Father in heaven. And if you're doing that right now, there's information uh, on the bottom of your screen there. Contact us. We want to send you some literature to help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. Folks, these things are real. Not only is the trouble real, not only are the difficulties real, but also the love of God is real. His way forward for you is real. His protection is very real. And he, he wants to make a way for you. Come and go with me to our Father's house. He's coming very soon. Yes? Oh, hallelujah. So now's the time more than ever to do what? Watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for us when? Any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R. I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. 
We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. He'll come again Our conquering king On that day His sword will go forth To take back and restore What 